Most of you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. I don't like the fact that when, as soon as I walk outside of my house, it is going to be Niagara Falls running down the crack of my aunt. Shut up and sit down. Last time on the show. And you <laughs> say, hey, I have this comic that I made and I think it would appeal to your readers and it's locally made. And they go, well... Is Batman in it? Is Batman in it? <laughs> oh and my you God. go, listen, dude, this is different. This isn't yeah. that thing. Like, maybe somebody is interested in this. That was my Rugrats theme. Pretty cool. I really... I really hate uh, I really hate everything that you do and everything that okay. you're about. Okay, folks, welcome to Critical Mass Season Mexican Episode Three. Yes, I forgot. You know, I forgot. Why did we call this season Mexican again? Because they because... locked them up in cages? No, no, because it's the twelfth season, and in Mexico, if you're twelve, that's the age of consent. Oh, that's right. Yes, so we are now the age of consent, Mexico. That's in Mexico. That's fantastic. So uh, now Dan, we're off to a racist start. Yeah, let's let's mention our friend Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because when I think racist, I'm the token colored person in this whole fucking menagerie, right? Yes. <laughs> now, Mike, Mike is uh, born here in the states, but his father was born in Peru, ah. and uh, actually filled up a very large red balloon one day. And floated up into the sky when he was, when he was in his early 20s and then yep. just started floating around the earth. He went high up into the atmosphere and it popped right over upstate New York and he landed in Rochester. Isn't that how it happened, Mike? This is this is all like word for word. It's written in my, uh, you know, my little book that I got when I was born or oh, wow. popped out of a balloon, as you say. So, was yeah, it a pop -up it's all book? lined up. Yes, literally. Uh, it was balloons and you popped it to get the story. Nice. Um, but we'll be we'll be talking about a lot of stuff, but specifically because he's living the California wildfires right now. He is he's in it, folks, and we want to I'm in it. What's going on there? So, but before we get into that, let's let's talk about the fact that um, the president literally said, "If I don't win, you're not getting a stimulus check," and then. And then the day later, uh, well, I mean, what I meant was if Pelosi doesn't stop dragging her feet, you know, maybe I'll sign something. But it's got to be it's got to be straightforward. Put it on my desk and I'll sign it now. So, I mean, I think he tried the the Joker way of doing things first. <laughs> and that didn't that didn't work so well. So, for instance, the psychotic do as I say or I'll kill this hospital full of children. You know, mm -hmm. like, like, vote, like, vote, make sure I get the votes or none, none of you are getting any money, like a hostage situation almost. And then when people, you know, re reacted negatively to that, like any normal human would, no, 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 I'm backpedaling again. I mean, Dan, we've seen it time and time before. Mike, while you live out in Berkeley, right? Brooklyn. 
Oakland. Okay, I live well, near Berkeley. Gotcha. So it's like well, it's basically like going from Greece to like Ironically. Well, I was just thinking about the fact that even though we live in a technically a blue state, we do run into a lot of Trump supporters here. And we have this vision of the West Coast, specifically that those types of neighborhoods. And we think, wow, those those must be pretty liberal, left leaning places. What's it like out there? I mean, do you still run into way more Trump supporters? I mean, than you think? Yeah, <laughs> they just don't say much about it because it's like they think no, they seriously they do like they they're like oh I'm gonna be all liberal blah blah but it's like no it's like oh we need someone different it's like even though it's like a bag of shit ran over twice they're like oh yeah yeah you know we got to do what we got to do I'm like your 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 words aren't matching your brain so <laughs> so do you you still run into plenty just some happy people. day and that's about it yeah Ugh, yeah disgusting. I mean, it's the, it's the absolute hypocrisy. It's the hypocrisy. Um, and I, I had a conversation with a good friend of ours, Dan. Um, I believe he came on the show under the name Ale. Um, I spoke to him on Sunday, and I said, you know, I have a friend that isn't a Trump supporter but says that he is. Because whenever you talk about policy, he completely agrees with all of the liberal policies and then when you say, well, who are you voting for? He says, oh, I'm voting for Trump. And I'm like, do you realize that you just agreed with all the policies that he's like against? Well, that can't be true. I wish I had that superpower where I could just say that can't be true. Yeah, yeah. And then, Do I know this person? Yes, you know everyone I'm speaking of. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> Uh, Mike, could you tell those people that are in your warehouse there, like basically the entire 400,000 square feet of it to shut the fuck up? <laughs> I know there's no such thing as oh, doors me... there. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> glad you haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you're wearing pants. This is a full body shot here. Exactly. Yes, that was a full body, yes. So belt and all. So out out in California then what you're saying is really it is it is quite liberal and people that maybe are leaning towards Trump aren't really loud about it. I mean no. And if they knew what was better for them, because it's fucking the Bay Area. Like, there are still people that, you know, <clears throat> like I was at a bar, what maybe some people literally just going around with that. Just starting, like, okay, well, we can't have that kind of crap. So basically, if you're wearing a Trump hat, they basically wouldn't even let you in the bar. Because oh, wow. they know why you're there. You're there. They're there to antagonize. And yeah. the guy was like, "Listen, I just want to come in. I want to have a beer." I'm like, "Listen, I can't protect you, and I'm not going to. So you enter here on your own free will and your own volition. But if you start being malicious, I I can't control forty fucking. Drugs. You're just there to start shit. Does Dan keep losing? What is it? What's going on, with Dan? Huh? I seem fine here, but you seem, you seem really shitty on your end. I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna go ahead and assume that it's the 
the communist fucking internet you have out there. <laughs> yes, communist <laughs> California, as Donald Trump would say. <laughs> What's the what's the Wi-Fi like? break off in our neighbors of Hawaii? Warehouse so, there, buddy. Uh, I mean, I can let me switch it off because my data is. Well, there you have it. We're having technical um, difficulties, folks, but we're gonna let Mike figure it out. I don't. I have never used this. God, <laughs> the internet. It. No, the fucking Skype, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is great. All right, that seems a little better. Is that better? Yeah, I want to just... appease the gods and the beards. Yes, That's right. thank you. That's why we're here. Um, there we go. So, so yeah. Um, so, in essence, what what you're saying is, if I could just sum up all of that, was that, you know, if someone's going to a bar wearing a Trump hat, they're doing it to start shit. At least that is what seemingly happens. And it gets to a point where it's like, you're wearing the hat. I know that you're going to start shit. So if you do, I'm not going to fucking protect you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either I'm going to let you in and you know what the hell you're doing. Or if things go off, I can't do anything about it. You know, yeah. it's one person that ruins it for the most. It's like you, it's it's like wearing a swastika. Honestly, it really is at this point. Yeah, they yeah. do it for attention. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, Mike, yeah. what do you do out there? I work in a warehouse at uh, a startup, and uh, the startup is located in the port of Oakland. So basically, I go to the port every morning and work. Basically, I work in a, a giant warehouse in a fulfillment center, like kind of like Amazon, but not Amazon. So basically, I bring a bunch of produce down from all the way up top and then put it on the shelves for people to pick for your orders or when you order food. Uh, and yeah, I do kind of mindless, mindless drudgery work, but I can't really get a job working as a cook anymore because no one wants no one. No one's eating. No one's eating out. And even if they are eating out, they're eating shitty like McDonald's, Burger King, Domino's, Pizza Hut. And I'm not fucking getting a job for ten dollars an hour which is our minimum wage when i'm working in a port making uh 18 yeah so yeah. it's mindless work but it's easy work so just yeah i forgot off... i forgot about that mike you had you had worked as a cook for so long and now COVID had struck and you yeah, were working a lot in, in restaurants and bars too yeah 14 years and it's like basically fine dining is dying or almost dead because no one's gonna spend you know, if you go to a prefix menu, which is the chef picks everything and you eat it, it's 75 bucks. That's before COVID. Now it's like 130 and people don't want to sit next to each other. People want their food at home where it's safe, where they yeah. can mitigate things and all that. So basically well, my my uh, my way of living, most, most like most people, uh, we've basically had to figure out something else to do. See, that's. That's that's fascinating. So so coming from your your personal experience and and I I really always wanted to to know like someone who was really affected. So in my mind based on what you just said, you were someone that's very much affected by what happened with COVID because not only was that your job, it was your career. It was something that you, you were career rest in a restaurant. So yeah. my question is if the American government had actually instituted a a federal 
two-week quarantine for all folks, do you think the restaurant industry would be back now? No. No. Even the the two weeks would have killed them? No, it's the fact that you get one person and ruin it for everyone else. So it all it has to take is one person who goes in there and says, I paid my money. I'm not wearing the fucking mask. I want my food. And then it's like, no, 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 no. So, again, it only takes one person to ruin it for the bunch. And that's what has happened. Like, we tried reopening before, and then people weren't following the guidelines. And you had a bunch of fucking anger Karens all over the place. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> I will say I do have a problem with the question itself because really the scientists were saying from the beginning that if everybody literally just stayed home for two weeks, it would kill off the spread of the infection and those who had it would literally know that they had it because by the end of two weeks you would have seen symptoms. Yeah. So so it would have really answered the problem. The only issue is that what is would a restaurant in any slice of, of the American pie have been able to have two weeks worth of savings. And I think at this point they would have, it's just how many months has it been where they've been depleted, you know, economically. I mean, they've been challenged now for seven, eight, nine months, (laughs) actually longer. But what I'm saying is I went, my wife and I went to a fine dining establishment. Chili's. Chili weeks right? ago. You were no, me. we went to not. We <laughs> funny. We went to. We went to. It Nosh. was Long John Silver's. <laughs> yeah, right. No, we went to Nosh in the city. I don't know if Dan or either of you have ever been to Nosh before. I know of it, but I've I've never been. I'm not allowed within uh, 30 feet of nice things. You know that. Gotcha. Well, it's <laughs> it's a fine dining restaurant, and they changed everything to be six feet apart. Um, you can't even make a reservation. Like you can't even like go near the building without a mask on. They're like super stringent. Like as soon as we walked in, the first thing they looked at was to make sure we're wearing masks and you can tell. And we went, we gave them money because, and because we knew they were taking those precautions. So you have a state like New York where everyone dogs on and saying, New York has the most strictest coronavirus policies right now. Yeah. Well, guess what? Our restaurants are reopening. Guess what? Our fucking retail's reopening. Well, and you, we had the strict. We have to rules. speak separately. We have to be clear. We're talking about upstate New York. Because Correct. Downstate in the downstate area, they're fucked. The t- population's way too dense for them to be able to do that. And they're starting to close restaurants again. Okay, I see. You no, know, that's, they're that's fucked. A and, fair, and, that's a fair assessment. And that's a problem that people, be, you know, they conflate because, ah, oh, New York's, they're fucked. They don't know what they're doing. The, the mayor's a piece of shit. He doesn't, he's so stupid. Um, it's the most dense population in, in the entire world. Okay. It's fucking yeah. dense. There. I mean, other than maybe some Asian city. But Mexico city. And yeah. And the Western yeah. hemisphere, it's one of the True. most dense Mexico city. Yeah. That's pretty fucking dense. Um, but, it, but let's, let's ask that. I mean, what's going on in Mexico city. That's pretty dense. What's their numbers like? What have they been doing? Mike, you've been down there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, recently, I heard. Uh, no, that was that was uh, ten years ago. Uh, that was a and... show, Dan. <laughs> He's got the video to show you. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I erase that from my memory. <laughs> what well, like certain certain people, certain countries take different precautions. Like you know, over in Greenland and Norway, they were just walking around, no mask on whatsoever because they controlled everything. So not everyone's good, but the majority is. Right. So you have countries where, like, you know, you know, when if you were caught out in the first three months of the pandemic, 
in India, they literally hired people with batons, like beating the shit out of people that didn't have masks on. I saw that and I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I was so happy. I saw some videos and there was a guy not wearing a mask in India and like two dudes with batons just beat the shit out of him. I'm sitting there going, get him! Get him! Fucking mouth breathers. Yeah. And, And what's funny, what's funny, guys, is in America, if those were two cops and that was a black person they were beating, the Republicans would ask why, well, if they just would have complied, then they wouldn't have gotten their asses beat. Same right. thing goes for the mask, motherfucker. If you were just wearing it and complying, you wouldn't have got your ass beat. Right. Now, yeah. who would love to watch a Christian just get his ass kicked? I know I would. Anyway. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote yes on that. And on, the, and on the frustration of people not wearing masks, you know, I walk around at my post office, which, you know, 99% of us buy into the union. 100% of us are actually protected by the union, but most of us pay union dues. So you'd think that a lot of us would be left-leaning, especially since the Republicans and conservatives for decades now have been trying to tear down the post office. Yes. But the reality is, is that at least half or more of the people there are conservative. And I'm talking about letter carriers and management, etc., and they walk around without masks. I mean, my station alone has had three COVID cases, and yet everybody acts like it's no big fucking deal. Maybe we don't need them. <laughs> I, honestly, like, the plague cannot come fast enough. Like, kill these fucking people then. And I'm tired yes. of being made, trying to be made to feel guilty about saying to President Trump, I'm glad that he got sick. I, I don't give a shit. I am glad he got sick. I hope all his administration fucking dies. Do you know why? Do you know why I'm fucking hoping that they all goddamn die? Tell because there's still fucking kids in cages. Yeah. There yeah. are yeah. still children being tortured in cages. You uh, forced to fuck yourself if you think I'm going to have sympathy for that asshole, because I don't. Forced hysterectomies, um, children being taken away. If you have a child, I don't know how you could think that this is okay. And another thing, too, if you sit here and tell me how pro-life you are, and then you tell me about how those kids are in cages, and you're just, like, okay with that, you're you're not really pro-life. You're just anti-woman, and you're a piece of shit. So we've got our vice president who donates money to uh what are those called conversion That's gay it. conversion therapy um centers those gay conversion therapy centers have a nearly 50 percent suicide rate so in essence what you're really doing is you're funding a suicide center mm-hmm. um we're talking about a president who has lauded rape and sexual abuse and has said that this is okay i have a daughter okay and for that matter i have a son too and um, my son shouldn't think it's okay to sexually abuse anyone, and my daughter should never be sexually abused. So when the president's saying things like grab him by the pussy and stuff like that, you know, I, I don't have any sympathy for him dying. I don't, and I don't care. I just but don't what care. Is it, what, but what does that also have to say with the females that, uh, that work for him, and they still, one, don't even acknowledge it, but two, just... Don't even pay attention to it. Like, how fucked up are those women? How fucked up are those women? They're suckling at the teeth of power, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, not only that, but it's also this, there is, and I've met many women this way. There is this ingrained group of women that it is, they are subservient to the men and they should feel lucky to just be at the table. They're taught this from a very young age. Shut up, keep your mouth shut. Daddy's number one. And once you have a husband, he is number one. You're to serve him. If you're in a room with a man, try not to make eye contact with him. Because let me tell you something. If a man gets gets snarky and short then he is um what's what's the word if if a man if a man is aggressive he is a hero if a woman is aggressive she is shrill it's a double standard and the or a bitch and these girls these little girls are taught this from a very very young age and people like trump he's smart enough to know that Oh, he knows. He knows these types of women. Why do you think he surrounds himself with them? And most of these women hate themselves. I wouldn't be surprised if between all the women that work for him, there isn't more than 20 suicide attempts. I mean, all of them, I guarantee, have tried to kill themselves at one time or another in their lives or have been molested by an uncle or their own father. And that's just psychologically speaking from my many years of psychology courses, of which I never completed. So the credibility rating is pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Listen, I paid attention. I was just, you know, not all there. <laughs> beautiful. It's beautiful. Way to solidify that argument. I, I do what I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, good times. Anyway. Hey, why don't we take a break? Already? It's too early for a break. Okay. Well, I got to pee, all, so. First of all. <laughs> If I say, "Why don't we take a break?" You're the it was a ret- it was- and I'm Trump <laughs> at the in the situation. So you just it was a rhetorical okay, question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So hang on, let me act like a female. Yes, Daddy Trump. Um, we can we can go ahead and we can take a break now, so you can snort some more Adderall. Good. Ah, we'll, yes. We'll be right back. <laughs> Are you a small business looking to advertise on Critical Mass Podcast? Well, check us out on our Facebook page, at Critical Mass Podcast 69. Contact us there to find out what your options are. We'd love to get the word out there about your business. Check us out. All right, folks. Gary's guns, guns, guns. He's back at it again. That's right. This time... You know, he's got some really cool ideas for purchasing power. For example, you guys know very well now that Gary is a conservative, right? And uh, so what happens is when you buy any AR-15 child-killing machine, um, you get to use the code CRITICAL, okay? And you get free 50 free pamphlets. Uh, that you can go to, uh, you know, random detention centers uh, throughout Texas on the border, and you can hand out these pamphlets to migrant children. And the idea is that you in, you encourage and enlighten those children behind the cages about the importance of not getting an abortion, and and the idea that all lives matter. Um, you can you can take these pamphlets that help educate people on this topic to gay conversion therapy centers as well. So that's right. You buy an AR-15 child killing machine. You use the code CRITICAL and you get 50 free pamphlets to help you with your missionary work to spread the word of all lives matter 
and pro-life to people behind bars, children specifically. All right. Wow. There you have it. Uh, that's pretty wild. Um, pretty I'm good idea, I, I'd say. I think it's a I think it's a fantastic idea, honestly. Um, I God damn it. So, Mike, because there was so much background noise while Dan was doing his read, I muted you, but I don't know how to unmute you. Do you can you unmute yourself? Because I'd like you to join the conversation. <laughs> there we go. There, there it is. There he is. Wait, did okay, I good. do that or did you did it? He did, did it originally. You, okay, yes. okay. Well, I, I didn't I, know how I was to... gonna... I was going to put a rubber band and make myself higher, but I didn't know if you guys even cared, so I just stopped doing it. Well, there's no, just, there was so much noise, it sounded like two uh, like rusty robots having sex. Oh, no, I was putting a rubber band around the bottom of my phone, and I was going to attach it to the top of the thing, so the, the whatever, I'm over-explaining myself. Yeah, it looks like, <laughs> I don't even want to go into what that looked like. Well, <laughs> Yeah, you gotta wear. You gotta put the rubber band at the base of it so it makes it look bigger. But I need. You trying to you trying to put this into a conversation about a King Alberts, you fucking weirdos? I don't know what it's, that means. It's it's possible. Um. So yeah. with that being said, um, welcome back, everyone. Uh, Gary's guns, guns, guns. We need new sponsors. Anyway, um. So we were talking about Dan. What were we talking about again? Well, we were talking about <laughs> politics, but you know, we brought Mike on, dude. Seriously, what's going on in California? Is it hard to breathe there? Is it still red? Like, what's going on? Okay, uh, every day you have to look at the AQI, which is Air Quality Index, and also I use the U.S. Fires app to figure out what fires are bringing all the smoke down. So let's say, what was it? Four days ago. Four days ago, it was supposed to be 98, 98, okay, 98 degrees. It was, it was 62 and plummeting because the fact that there was so much smoke in the air, the sun rays couldn't penetrate. So it was 30 degrees cooler than what it was supposed to be. Oh, jeez. So you just have to figure out, you just have to figure out what fire is nearest around you and what. And how it's going to affect your day. Because I've spent days where, you know, I can't even, you know, look at the freaking streetlight because yeah. it's so, it's so red. It's so, and then you have like the fog. So the marine layer comes in and the sun burns it off. But when the sun's out, it doesn't burn it off. And then you have the soot and you have this, all oh, like you, you just have ashy fucking cars all over the place. But today it's not that bad. I mean, it was, it was supposed to be 70 and it was uh, 58. But you just have to check every day. Like, do, do we smell fire? Do we, do we close the windows? It's going to be super hot. Leave the, leave the windows closed. Uh, just recirculate the air in the, in the house. But that's twice as polluted as outside. But then you don't want to breathe the stuff that's outside. So then you're breathing this. So it's like it's like a catch-22. And with COVID, with COVID too, I can't even imagine because if you're recirculating the air inside because of the air outside and someone happens to be sick, you're fucked. Yeah. Luckily, um, normally I would have five roommates. Yeah. But but uh, it's COVID and we're kind of like keeping it low. So it's me and a couple that lives upstairs. Mm -hmm. So basically we have three empty rooms. Which is good for us because the fact that I, I, you know, I've lived here over a year, 
So they know I'm not going to bring like random strangers in here and get us all sick. And they know that vice versa. Sure. Um, you know, my girlfriend comes over, you know, twice a week and, you know, she works at a hospital. So Jesus. she's, she's super freaking OCD. And that yeah. sometimes that has me up a fucking wall, but you know, we're, we're safe. We we're constantly cleaning things. It's yep. you have to, like, you don't want to get sick. You don't want to, bring some nasty motherfucker in here and get you sick. And you just try to be super cognizant of uh, everyone else's spaces, even mm-hmm. though, you know, it's, you know, we don't have three other roommates, which is good. No. But, yeah. It's, 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 it's fucking weird, dude. This whole year can suck a bag of dicks sideways. Seriously, seriously. And it just, it sounds, it's just, it sounds like, you know, you guys are being responsible. You're not like, let's say inviting people to a Halloween party where there's like 33 people invited to it, you know, which yeah. would be very, very irresponsible to do. Um, you know, I don't know of anyone here that's done that. Those were shots <laughs> fired, folks. Those were shots fired. I'm like, I literally looked at your invitation. I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is that I guess the Vetman's already had a Halloween party planned and didn't invite us anyways. Oh. I didn't invite you? Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. It must be my horrible BO. Um, but you know how those Facebook invites work, Rocco? You have to invite 100 people in order to get 10. <laughs> yeah, but people show up to your parties. They're not like my parties. <laughs> yeah, you never have one. I know. But, I mean, exactly. needless, needless to say, we won't be there. <laughs> <We're> not, <laughs> I don't know why not, I bothered. We're not celebrating Halloween this year yeah, at all. You, you've gone into that pretty clearly, how you hated your childhood, and that's a reminder of your childhood, and therefore, you know, no thanks. I mean, you're you're only partially right. <laughs> oh, that, that actually reminds me of a story. Mike, do you remember the time you and I went trick-or-treating at, in was it Greg's neighborhood? Yeah. One year? Dude, yeah, we yeah. ran around from house to house. We were we were working up a sweat. And by the time we got back to your friend's house, and by the way, it wasn't just his friends. I was like, like his, his friend was there. His his friend's mom was there. Like, Mike's mom was friends with her, too. So, like, I'm like the odd man out, right? And I'm we're all sitting around the kitchen table. And they're like, okay, let's take off our shoes. We've just been running around in the grass all night, right? So I take off my shoes, and it fucking beats. <laughs> like... It reeks so fucking bad. And I don't really have that problem, especially in my adolescence. I never really had a sweat, like, smelling issue. My feet never were really a smelly thing, but, like, that. No, but you always so sweated profusely. Bad. You sweated like a whore in church. And I was like, why? Like, we were just playing basketball. You act like we were just running from the fucking Germans. I exert like, a lot of energy. My God. You weren't exerting yeah, a lot man. of energy as much as you were sweat. It was just. Like, like, did someone turn a faucet on? And it's just like have a very you're seeing, like cooling system. Yeah, you. It is. I mean, I wanted to talk to you about that. Your sweating grosses me out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is an intervention for you, motherfucker. Exactly. Right, um, I'm currently doing this podcast from the shower. I figured, <laughs> you, as you should be. No, I, I don't understand. I never understood the trick or treating and the can and the getting of the candy and going to people's porches, even as a child. And I didn't, it wasn't fun. It was not fun. 
And I don't, I don't Do you know. Hear the pain and sadness in his voice, Mike. This is sad. <laughs> what child doesn't like trick or treating? What a fucking loser. But they have candy at the store. You just go buy the candy and then you eat it. You cut the middleman right out. I don't under, like. I'm pretty sure I never paid for my Halloween candy. Well, I mean, but I would have to not yeah. go trick or treating. <laughs> just like here's a three dollar <laughs> bag of Reese's. Here's three dollars. Cool. I could just go sit down and eat these now, and then be sick and then be sad. <laughs> like... Was your brother like this too, Rock? I I don't I don't know I mean I usually gate pick <laughs> the anxiety that he he had yeah you know I would hate doing something and then he would just not want to do it either but it was just me infecting him with my mental illness <laughs> sounds fucking cruel yeah I mean absolutely so oh, anyway shit. so California is on fire um. There's oh, no jobs. Did you guys see uh, the newest SNL with the cold open with Jim Carrey as Joe Biden? No, uh, I haven't watched. I haven't watched Jim. I haven't watched SNL since we used to watch it in your basement. Yeah, I've not literally watched one episode since like leaving New York. It's gotten a lot better. And now Jim Carrey will be a permanent fixture on SNL as Joe Biden, um, which is great. And he was fantastic. And um, what was it? It was uh, Make America Not on Fire Again. It was his um, was it was his thing. And what was great was it. They pretty much mimicked the real debate, which was fantastic. And it was hilarious to watch them. And Alec Baldwin again is Trump. But what was awesome is at the end, Trump like froze and. Jim Carrey as Biden is holding a remote control mm-hmm. and he's got he he like paused him and he's like, ah, oh, isn't that nice? And then he had like this nice like monologue about how America has its differences, but we can get better, but we need to get rid of this fucking guy first. And I like that. I I like that a lot. So Mike, you just turned off your camera there for a second. Can you explain how much blow you just did? Uh, no, that's smoke some weed, but I was checking to see how many fires were actually in California right now. So right now in California, there's 54 fires uh, throughout the state. Yeah. 54. Uh, at our peak, at our peak, it was 75 a month ago. There's one fire yeah. right now, and it's in my pants. These are all gender reveal parties. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> Even the fucking lady that the lady that created that, she's like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, come on. Even she called you out on your shit. Like, you're an idiot. Dudes, it's dudes with tiny penises obsessed with guns and buying a bunch of Tannerite. You're you're in California, okay? It's a dry place, and like you're gonna put. Can I tell you something? Wife and I did a gender reveal. You know what it was? We're having a boy. I didn't start yeah. any wildfires. <laughs> I don't. I know your child just starts wild wildfires in your living room now. Oh my god! There you go. That's a good trade off. That's a great trade off. Hey, you Dad, might... pay attention to me. Hey, we don't have to kill thousands of people innocently. 
Uh, honestly, He's dude. He's well spoken. My son, <laughs> my, my son, I love him. I love him so much. But he, uh, he just learned how to say no. But he doesn't just say no. This is how he does it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Today, <laughs> 14 months old. So he broke up there. You said today he's 14 months old? No, it's the 15 months, August, September, October. No, he's 14 months old today. And it's not just a no, it's no, 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 no. <laughs> like you're dragging him through the streets to tar and feather him. Yeah. <laughs> it's peanut butter sandwich kit. Yeah. Man. Jesus. Uh, you know, it's fun. It's funny stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna start fires soon. I just, if you just look at him, you know. Speaking of starting fires, I mean, here we are pointing fingers, but you know, Mike, you and I, we've seen we've seen plenty of fires started by our friends growing up. I mean, my brother was one of the few people in in, a, in the basement storage area of Holyoke Apartments, and I think he started one of the biggest fires Holyoke ever had. He and his friends. Yeah. Um, we've Jesus. witnessed a few. We've had to call nine one one on a few. I mean, there was one right, excuse me, right behind your house that we were like huge plumes of smoke. We're just like, okay, I guess we got to call the fire department again. Yeah. But, like growing up as kids back then, like everybody was just starting fires. It was crazy. Come on, man. Come on, guys. Quit spinning on the wall. <laughs> I can't do that. I, I just. <laughs> Stupidest fucking thing we could have done. Just uh, eating skills. Yeah. Nothing better to do. Nothing. You know, back in the day when you ride your bike down to the convenience store, you buy a bag of skittles and you just fucking hawk loogies on the outside <laughs> of the wall. The, guy, the fact that the guy wasn't mad, he's just sitting there laughing. Come on, guys. Don't sit in the wall. I mean, when you're 22, what else can you do? Ugh, Jesus. <laughs> we started our first share fires too when we were younger but like we don't live in a in a barren where if one thing gets caught on fire it 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 kills a whole lot of people you know what i mean like right yeah. west coast sorry you know pacific time zone it's like i'm already out of work i'm sorry that you're not you know stop, stop emailing me that's really my life you know it's like it's 8 p.m. and I get an email and I look and it's a West Coaster emailing me at their 5 p.m. And I'm like, you don't matter. Your life doesn't matter. <laughs> so, like, it's true. That's what I've heard. You know, glad. <laughs> you, you don't matter. <laughs> no, God. Eight o'clock at night. Fuck off. Anyway, um, so Dan, you're a racist. Um, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> like being Dutch, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. You are yeah. racist. Uh, Chauvin, Chauvin. I'm gonna Chauvin. 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 What's his name? Shau- the officer that killed George Floyd is out on one million dollar bond. He's out on one million dollar bond today. Mm-hmm. So my so my so what up. you're saying is my check cleared. <laughs> oh God. Going hell for that one right there, among many other things. But like, it's dude, that is a, it is not. He is not just a civilian 
that murdered someone. He is a police officer that murdered someone in what is obviously racially motivated. In what is an obvious racist police department. And he actually was let out on million-dollar bail. If he was black, there would be no bail set. Yeah, you kind of sound like shit right now. I sound like shit right now. Yeah, yeah, you're. Really. You sound. You sound like I did earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And your camera's blurry. Like your your internet right now is lagging. You know what really you... sucks is that I think a lot of times the Wi-Fi can be compromised if other people in your area are using Wi-Fi heavily. So what happened right now is five other people just jumped on Netflix. And well, yeah, you're overloading your the network. Yeah, you're overloading the network. It's the same thing that happens out here. We have uh, rolling blackouts because PG&E shuts. I right. mean, not us because we're so clear to the water because we, we're in the we're near the bay. That's what's called the Bay Area. But people yeah. that are like in Stockton, Walnut Creek, that are like an hour like uh, east, they shut their they shut their power off because PG&E has started fires because of the fact that their power lines aren't maintain, maintained properly, and right. they're fucking bankrupt. Right. So they, the people that are power, like sp- supplying power to us are fucking broke and corrupt and have started fires. So right. it's like it's like having a stepfather that wants you to acknowledge them when the fact that they lie, cheat, steal, drink, and do drugs, but they're on time. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here at your fucking baseball game, aren't I? Shut the fuck up and let me drink. <laughs> I, I, I can't the game. I'm here. Why don't you play better? Maybe I'd come more. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's good. I like that one. Are you a small business looking to advertise on Critical Mass Podcast? Well, check us out on our Facebook page at Critical Mass Podcast 69. Contact us there to find out what your options are. We'd love to get the word out there about your business. Check us out. It's like days of our lives, but no one's watching. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Speaking we're, of we're, which, we're back. And, folks, sorry for the technical difficulties, but Rocco hasn't paid his bills. Um, basically, <laughs> he's pirating I, Wi-Fi from his neighbors. Mike She's watching go, 98 Day Fiance upstairs on the Wi-Fi. Uh, That's what it is. So stupid. So stupid. The guy, the guy with the fucking no neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's taking money out of my wallet. Yeah, because you're a fat piece of shit who can't get his dick up. It's also like 108 degrees, and he's like sweating his entire water weight out in one day walking down oh. the street. Like, dude. He looks like a circle. Yes. Yes. He's literally a penguin. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Speaking of of things that should die, <laughs> Mike and I go way back, and and there was a time. Good when segue. I, Good segue. I was coming in. I don't know if I was home from college or what, but like I went over to Mike's house. You know, he's still living just a block away, and I went upstairs, and he's like, "Yo, check this out!" Like some my my niece had this hamster, and she doesn't like want it anymore. So now I'm taking care of a hamster, and I'm like, "Aren't you like?" 24 what are you doing with a hamster dude <laughs> so he's like yeah well she didn't want it so i just thought you know i'd take care of it and i'm like well when's the last time you fed it this thing isn't even moving 
And we look in the hamster cage, and the thing looks fucking dead. And I'm like, dude, you, you have to feed these things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have, they have to be changed and given new fresh food and fresh water. Like, you know. And uh, and then it started, like, shaking violently. It was having seizures. And I'm like, this is this is awful, dude. By the way, Mike is he's laughing hysterically because he knows what's coming. <laughs> So I'm like, dude, this is not right. Like, you can't just let this living thing die slowly in this cage. It's awful. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? Flush it down the toilet? And I'm like, no, you got to end it now. It's in pain. It's clearly dying. You have, I don't know what you did to it, but it's sick. What do you, you're not going to take it to a vet. Just kill it. So we didn't know how to kill it. Um, but I had an idea. If you slam it on the ground... It would end its life pretty quickly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dan, Pete is going to be calling us, and they're going to pull the funding to the show. So I I put the thing in a Wegmans plastic bag, and I went out onto his driveway. <laughs> and I said, listen, Mike, you got to do it. You got to fucking kill this thing. And he couldn't do it. He chickened out. He said, no, Dan, I can't do it. It's still alive. I'm like, it's dying. It's in pain. It's sick. What are you going to do? Hook up tiny little, you know. Electrodes. Electrodes to its heart. You're a bad friend. You have to kill it. You have to kill it. Like, it's suffering, dude. It's suffering. And he wouldn't kill it. So I took the thing, and I swung it around in the air while it's in the plastic bag, and I slammed it as hard as I could onto the driveway. Can I just you fucking I have to, Jackie? What are you, Jack Kevorkian? I, I have to. I ask, will end your suffering. I, I, it's nothing more ask, than a cute rat, okay? Dan, Dan, you're okay. From your younger years, you're obviously killing small animals. Now you're older. You're shooting squirrels in your yard, <laughs> and you not only do you tell me about it. You sent me photos of it before. They deserve to oh. die. So I are you the alphabet killer in Rochester that like that still hasn't been caught? <laughs> I mean, I you're moving suspiciously. Is it because you ran out of room for the bodies in the yard? Yes. <laughs> like, like the man, house oh man. isn't big enough. He, he also kills seagulls too. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's right. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Rats with wings, we'd call them. Okay, but in fairness, in fairness, <laughs> anybody could have killed that seagull that day. It's just I happen to be the one with the arm. Mike and I would go to the beach and we just throw rocks at seagulls for fun. <laughs> what the hell? Jesus, why don't you just be like normal kids and do drugs? I don't understand. Like, like God, you could have hustled paint. You could you could have huffed paint, but instead we were, you were around too animals. many people. They were actually doing that. We we're like, oh no, that's not the path for us. No, so, killing uh, small creatures is what we're gonna do. We would like to throw rocks at birds. Who gives a shit, dude? I threw one. It hit one in the side of the head. It wasn't <laughs> it barreled. It was it fucking yum. Yakuza like, right, dude. <laughs> Did you yeah. also get? Didn't you also get a swan once or a, a goose? goose? It was a it was a Canadian goose. I was golfing. It was a total accident. But that fucker shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> Dan killed a goose with a golf ball on a drive. 
I, I drove the ball and it hit a topspin and it came down and dude, you could, I still remember the, the distinct sound. It was like right I on the cranium the of this of goose. Video. Well, if they weren't fucking over here, we wouldn't have to worry about them, huh? That's right. So, that's right. That's right. Forget Mexicans. Forget Mexicans. It's the Canadian border. Yeah, them Canadian geese. And they shit everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh I saw oh, one coming oh, down oh, the oh. other day. He's asking me for a dollar. Oh. Hey, do you have oh. a dollar? Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. I had the shit right here. Fucking Canadian geese. Can't stand them. Um, can't stand them. Can't stand them. Um, can't stand you. I said yes, Seinfeld. Um, now before we get back, before we go to the fuck you section, no, you know what? No, that is going to be my fuck you. So I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna touch that. Um, but Dan, do you have anything else before we actually go to uh, break and then come back and do our fuck yous? Well, there was, I just, you know, I always like these little stories that we have about each other. But you know, I don't know if Mike has an embarrassing story he'd like to share about me. But there was one time when my dad and and Mike and I took an airplane, a small oh god, small airplane down. I to need Dan's, a fresh beer for this. I need a fresh down beer to Dansville. And so my dad is piloting the plane. I'm in the back seat. Mike is in the co-pilot seat. And Fucking we're coming going forwards or backwards. I don't even know where we're coming from. I think well, I was going down, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and my dad took the plane sort of not in a nosedive, but he sort of lost altitude quickly on purpose. And in doing so, he was doing like an experiment to show us like what zero gravity feels like. And he yeah. had this like binder, like a clipbook binder that every pilot has to carry with them because they have to like jot down all the like math shit. Sure. And so as he's doing this, the binder floats out of his hand. <laughs> and, and that's when Mike takes off his headset and he's like, oh, and he starts to put his head on the window like, oh, God, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> and by the time we landed, he was he was ready to Ralph. And I'm just in the backseat laughing. Yeah, because he, he's probably done that to you thousands of fucking times. Yeah. I never wanted to fly with him ever again after that. He was fucking splitting his sides, laughing as he's he piloting, laughing, so laughing at me. And I'm like, are you, this man's a fucking sociopath. Yeah. You're yeah. a fucking so when you're, when you're making the plane go like this on purpose to someone yeah. who's been on fucking a Delta 747 and you get me in this little fucking, what do they call them? A like box fucking, with wings. A Cessna. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Like, no, fuck that. I still hate him for that. Are you surprised that that's what his dad is doing and then Dan's off killing small animals? <laughs> it, 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 it makes sense. It adds up. It all it's all comes together. You can't be like, oh, I never. No, nope, nope, I had clues. I figured. It's true. It's true. The clues were there. The clues are always there. Yeah. You just got to pay attention. to them. That's right. Yeah, so that's my story about Mike. I don't know if you have anything on me there, Mike, but, you know, I didn't clear. Uh, I didn't. Your bones are so frail. Do we do we want to bring up the nerf the nerf story? A nerf football made his finger go that way. Ah. So this motherfucker had no calcium in his bones whatsoever. You remember and this unbreakable? I was Mr. Glass. <laughs> yeah, you were like ankle, 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 arm. Pinky. Dude, how many times did I just have to stop playing with you guys and walk home because something was broken? Yeah, or sprained. I mean, yeah. you know, we didn't have the best fucking basketball court. I mean, the ball landed and the 
it's fucking cement ended right there, so it always bounce over there. So anytime you try to get a rebound, you're snapping your ankle. Right, right. Jesus. And he was also the weirdo fucking neighbor that broke my wrist, put it in for us. David, fucking David's dad. Fucking hick alcoholic oh, motherfucker. Yes, we were playing basketball. I remember this on his court on in their drive. Yeah, next door. Next yeah, door. Yeah, and you fucking and he, you fell backwards, he, didn't he? Didn't well, he, like, he pushed check me. you hard? Yeah. He pushed me. I'm like, this is a grown man. This is Randy Johnson pushing Muggsy Bogues. It <sighs> makes no sense. And you landed backwards. And I landed on, yeah, I snapped my fucking wrist. And he Yeah, then I was just like, yeah, how's it feel, bitch? <laughs> wow. Well, you got that for your friends. And then for me, you got, you know, throwing yourself off a roof. Like, I know you're depressed, but. But I mean, Jesus, if fucking write a letter. <laughs> if you're if you're Mr. Glass, you know you, you shouldn't have been on that roof to begin with. Should have been Mr. Plastic. Yeah. <sighs> well, you're welcome. All right. Well, with that being said, we'll be right back. When we come back, it's going to be everybody's favorite part of the show. Fuck you. When we come back. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetAtowl.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. Okay, uh, I, guess, I guess I'm ready. <laughs> Anyways, that's our fuck you music. And we're back. Um, so it's, this is our fuck you section. It's how we wrap up the show. It's really an airing of grievances, uh, just like the seventh day of Festivus. I don't know what day it is. but um, it's. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. <sighs> let me just let me just start it off. I want to get this. I want to kick it off. OK, and sure. I want to get this out of off of my chest. Okay. You ever see these magazines where the owner of the magazine is on the cover every month. Like Oprah magazine, the O yeah. O whatever. Rachel Ray. Oh. Ellen. I just I just saw one. It's called the Magnolia Journal, and the that stupid bitch from that show was on it. Like it's her fucking magazine. Like she's on the cover every single day. You couldn't. You honestly think that. You're so fucking self-centered that you deserve to be on the cover of your own magazine every single month. Find someone else. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. It's so stupid. It because you won't insanity. get put on the cover of actual magazines, you got to make your own magazine so that you can be the cover model. It's pathetic. That's Donald Trumpian. That's true. So fuck you to those people. If I... if. If I ever get offered a deal to, to have my own magazine, I promise I won't do it, okay? If I ever get a chance to get my own magazine, it's going to be called Dan Tracks Magazine, and it's going <laughs> to only be and it's going to be about me. <laughs> I'm just going to give it your name. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, All right, I've got my fuck you, and I've been sitting on this one for a, for a long time. Uh, By the way, we never well, explained what fuck you is to Mike. I think it's obviious at this point, is it I, not, Mike? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the airing I of figured... grievances. Like kind of, I, I, even if, if you didn't explain it, I just heard it and I'm like, hmm. Mm, there you go. Yeah, there we go. 
We so, normally explain that to the guest in between, you know, breaks, but you know. he seems smart enough, though. I mean, <laughs> um, my fuck you, uh, is to all of you folks that all of a sudden have a conscience, to all of you that all of a sudden say, "Well, you shouldn't really make fun of Donald Trump having COVID." Okay, we're talking about a man who has made fun of the mentally handicapped. We're talking about a man who has belittled and made fun of um, people that died in the war, calling them losers. Uh, a or man who have been captured. A man who has said things about sexual assault. A man who has literally said, I didn't rape that woman, woman because she's too ugly to be raped. Right. We're talking about a person that's really not even human, subhuman. He's less than us. She okay? called he called a supermodel Miss Piggy because he thought she was too heavy. So the fact of the matter is, I don't care if he dies. I do think it's hilarious if he does. And I think that anyone in his White House that kisses his ass, if they die too, good riddance. I'm gonna laugh. I'm going to laugh at, at your death. I don't care about it because you have done no value to this world. <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned, your death goes up there with Osama bin Laden and Hitler's deaths. I didn't care about those. When Hitler, when Hitler was, killed himself because he lost the war, good. So it's the same feeling that I have. You're the same thing. So fuck you. Well, you shouldn't joke about the president dying. I'm going to joke. I'm going to keep joking about it. I'm going to say where the yeah. fuck I want to. Okay? Yeah. Don't come at me with your conscience when all this time, snowflake, snowflake, you get offended by everything. Oh, don't make fun of my president. Oh. Yeah, these fuck are the you. same people. These are the same people, Rocco, that called Barack Obama a terrorist Muslim. Yep. And if, yeah, and, and the same people that walked around with effigies of, of Obama in a noose with, right. the, the right. N, with the N-word. And and you want me to all of a sudden just say, oh, no, you're right. I shouldn't yeah. make fun of the president dying of COVID. No, right. it'd be fucking hilarious if he died of COVID. It would be great. It, would, it would be, be funny. Sweet, sweet karma. Wow. Okay. Well, that's how you feel. Thank you, Rocco. You're welcome. Uh, Mike, do you have a fuck you? Would you like to chime in? I mean, I have many fucks to give. You guys don't have enough time for it. <laughs> What I would say is that I don't really want anyone to die like Trump, Biden, Kamala. They're essentially they're just puppets to something yeah. that's way larger than we can conceptualize. And if that's not going to change, it doesn't really matter if if this is in front of the public or this is in front of the public or this is in front of the public. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. All this hate, all this, that's what the, they want us to do is hate each other, divide us. And essentially, we need to change the system. So forget the figures. Black, white, gay, straight, Republican, conservative, Democrat. It's arbitrary. It's fucking arbitrary. Because once we start dividing each other, they've won. 
So if anything, wish them well, have a great day, and turn the cheek. Because they want you to be reactive. They want you to they want to push the buttons. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. It's that big brother, little brother mentality. So if anything, love them rather than hate them. Understand that they're separate and what's going on. This how do we do that though? Like how do we how I don't do we know. move on? I don't know. I mean, you're right to the to the sense of this system is broken. And whether or not Trump is out, the system is still broken. Trump is a product of a broken system. He is not the cause of the broken system. Too. I mean, but I, I would Biden, agree with Mike that they're all puppets. Biden is not going like, to fix this. The system, no, he's not, but he's also not going to have kids in cages either. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, there's a slight difference there. I still yes. want Trump to die. I still would <laughs> love... I still don't. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. His life is insignificant. But you're very right in that they are puppets to a system that is already broken. And whether or not Trump dies, we're still going to have that broken system until yeah. that's fixed, which I don't know if it's ever going to be fixed. Yeah, education. I, education helps. It and... does. But look what they're trying to do to education. Look at Betsy DeVoe, who's been put in charge of education, wanting to privatize education, meaning only the rich can get an education. And then cutting cutting funding for public systems that desperately need it and adding it to to already enriched privatized systems. It's ridiculous. So, again, you're right. Education could absolutely battle that if the if the American public was given an education, the proper resources. Yes. Correct. It also I mean, has to do with like not having people that um, come in the, into the system with black money, and black money is blood money, which is coming from resources lobbyists. Oh, so yeah. lobbyists influence all that other shit. So like, until sure. you get these old white, yes, racist people out of DC, yes, nothing's going to change. Nothing's yep. going to change. So well, I, you thought can, he, I thought they, he was going to drain the swamp. Well. He he didn't do that. Yeah. To to further your point, Mike, I think (laughs) what you're really saying is that if we want to see change, it starts at a local level because it has to trickle up. You also have to know who you're like, know who's in city hall. Like, fuck Biden, fuck Trump. Who like who who's the mayor of Mayor uh, Lovely Warren? And she's under she's being indicted right now. Mayor Lovely Warren of Rochester being indicted. How many people actually know that? Well, a lot of people actually know what indictment means. Yeah, yeah, it's like educating the public about what's going on locally. So then you can right. be like literally an octopus and just spread the tentacles of knowledge and be like, okay, we, this senator, this assemblyman, this councilwoman, it goes to that. That's right. what I'm talking about education, like identifying who's in your city council. First. That's, and that, that's right. true. That's a good point. Get involved in Also, no politics. one gives a shit about politics. No one gives a shit about politics. The fact that like people are like, oh, Brock, 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 like, yeah, he was the one black guy. So everyone, of course, jumped on that bandwagon. But mm-hmm. uh, Obama murdered people, too. He did. He, did. he, he did. was so, the uh, deporter in chief, as they call them. So yes, he, 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 he it's not like he doesn't have blood on his hands. Mm-hmm. Sure. Of course, there's blood on his hands. He's the president. There's sure. always going to be blood. There's never going to be someone. The fact that Bernie Sanders will never be president doesn't shock anyone because he wants to take that system and fucking overhaul it, yep. which it will never fucking happen because there's so much 
blood money in a mm. system that wants to be blood free, but the foundation's full of blood. So, so why stay there? What? I mean, you paint a grim picture. Why stay in this country? What makes Canada any better? Uh, at least you get health care. Okay. But why not me move to Peru? Why not you why not you move to the Netherlands? You know? Well, just a language thing. Well, I'll tell you why. They speak I, English I and <laughs> the goddamn street fish. They're eating fish on the street. It's fucking you're, gross. You're out of your mind. I I'll tell you why. You no, know it's I'll true. You, I'll tell you why I won't leave America. Because although America is founded on I mean, millions of gallons of blood from the Native Americans to the slave trade. We are a nation of revolutionaries. We are a nation of potential. I'm not just going to give up on my country because of the potential of the people that are here. I'm not going to give up my country because of the potential of what we can be, what we set out to be to begin with. And we are a country of renaissance and revolution. And I genuinely feel that there is a revolution, maybe not in blood and guns, but maybe in education and arts that will come of this very dark period we're in right now. I truthfully feel that. I don't think getting rid of Donald Trump as president is going to get us there. I think that it is the first step. That is all I think. Yeah, but people said that about Bush. People said it about Clinton. People said it about Reagan. People said that about... I mean, just name your name your presence that people had a problem with, and they concentrated all that negativity on it. What was meant from that and then what was meant to create knowledge from that as well this guy's it's always <laughs> would you stop let him speak ass <laughs> i hear you though i, I listen you could go if back people to aren't, if people single... aren't like engaged locally it doesn't matter nationwide mm. it really doesn't like who gives That's a true. shit about mls when you don't even give a shit about the rhinos. You know, no one gives a shit about what's going on in the, the World Series right now because the fucking Red Wings, no one knows who the Red Wings are. So what I'm saying is it has to be locally, and then you have to spark that interest and that passion to do something nation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm involved in, I, I mean, when I say involved, I mean on the very fringe of town politics here in my town but i'm a red town i'm in a i'm in a deeply republican town and there is a group of people that are trying to get us blue because our town has a lot of potential here um but no we're, we're a red town and i think you're absolutely right the, your first step should be local politics and you know anyone that's listening um i i think if if there's anything that you could take from tonight's podcast i think i think mike makes the best point right right here and now is Join local politics because that's what's going to affect you the most. And then when you see how that works, follow that thread up to uh, the, you know, American politics, to federal politics, to the presidency. And maybe, just maybe, you'll have a better understanding if you're someone who's not understanding or closed-minded when it comes to politics. Start locally. I think that that's an excellent point. Yeah. You know, I live in the border of, you know, at least a dozen towns, San Francisco, Berkeley, Oakland, San Leandro, Fremont, Union City, Alameda, 
uh, Richmond, Walnut Creek. Like, there's so many, there's so many things that you can get involved with locally. And if you don't have that passion, it's fine. But like, understand that like making no choice is still a choice. That's true. That's true. I agree with that. That's true. Well, with that being said, Mike, thanks so much for joining us today. Cheers, sir. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Dan, what do you got to say? You got anything? Um, just stop smoking crystal meth. I've asked you over and over again. Each episode, it gets worse. I'm sorry. I know. And the little pieces of foil around me are not very appetizing either. Um, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, I want to thank uh, the guys over at the Genesee Beard Company. If you're not using their beard oil, then you're bearding wrong. So you um, might as well be a terrorist. So, Exactly. Um, check out our, our friends over at Insensitive Culture Podcast if you want a good pop culture laugh. They're freaking hysterical. Um, and make sure you never forget to check us out on don'tforgetatowel.com. Um, DFAT Comics, um, fund them. Their Kickstarter for Pursuit of Plastic is up. Make sure that you are funding that comic because it's going to be awesome. And check their all of their listings of comics. Uh, if you like indie comics, they're really cool guys. Um, and with that being said, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we appreciate you and we love you. Party on, Wayne. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.